0: I you're right over here as well it's got that kind of sunny but cold vibe so everything's kind of
1: shiny yeah yeah, yeah. Crispy. it's a nice vibe it's crispy i was gonna say it's actually my favorite weather to have it like because it, it's you know it, it's, it's the the snow obviously reflects all the white so it's super super bright when it's sunny and it's snowing
0: yeah 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 it's not my favorite weather because i fucking hate the cold but at the same time my ex, man
1: hates the heat, so <laughs> so negative sometimes, bro. Right, let's just <laughs> let's let's get into this thing, man, because it's early in the morning. I need to go back to bed after this, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's do it. So, just to let you know, we hit a hundred plus listeners. Great, well done, big man. Ray's we manifested that shit by believing in ourselves. Cheers. It means nothing. In the long run of things, however, it's the first time I've ever done something like this, so I'm pretty happy.
0: Of course, it means something in the long run of things. You've got to get to 100 before you get to a million.
1: True, true, true. Every journey starts with one step. Oh, shut up, man! <laughs> <laughs> um, last week's episode was a. Uh, I feel like it was a really good, you know, little. It was our best. Story. I think it was our best. I got a lot of feedback without even asking for any, which was really, really good um, from from all of my friends all over the world. Um, and yeah, I thought we did a great job, and I can't wait for the next episode that those guys are on. Oh, well, ish. I say, I say, those guys. I mean, other people. <laughs> How are you feeling, by the way?
0: I'm brilliant, although I'm very, very tired lately because. My eczema has been very, very bad to the point where I can't really sleep. Like, I'm just up. Like, my skin feels really uncomfortable. So, I'm getting, like, three hours sleep a night.
1: Why is it getting so bad?
0: I don't really know. I'm going to try and set up a doctor's appointment on Monday to figure it out. It's never been this bad.
1: That's not good, is it?
0: It's not that bad, though. Like... It just means it's it's kind of a good tired. You know, when you're just going throughout the day and you're just fucking sluggish. And sluggish. Yeah. It's not like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: that's me 24-7, man. <laughs> True. Okay. This is
0: what it's like to be you. I just... Sorry? Is this is what it's like to be you.
1: This is what it's like to be me, man. Just fucking yep. lumbering around the house. I, um... Do you know what? Sometimes, like, if it's really early in the morning, I've just woken up, I go into, like... Oh, do you know what? all the door frames? Yeah. I consistently smash into it. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's at, like when I go into it as well, I it feels like I've been going at like full pace and I've just smacked into it because the reaction my body has is literally like in the cartoon and it's like bam, know, One of them jerk backward thing. I don't know what it is.
0: I don't, I don't even in your own house. I can't I can't possibly imagine we like to slam into the doorways in my own house I'm too used to them I just so elegantly fucking wheel around (laughs) and I still climb the stairs like four at a time you know on all fours I will clear those stairs in seconds if that's an Olympic sport put me forward
1: oh man so, welcome to, uh, welcome the listeners, whoever is listening, firstly, thank you for listening, if you are listening, welcome to the UK's number one podcast, Coffee with Cream, um, uh, trying to manifest that shit, uh, I've got your weekly coffee fact,
0: Right, right, let's get this shit yeah. out of the way quick,
1: <laughs> so your weekly coffee fact, did you know that Finland is the world's top coffee consuming country? That is very surprising. At uh, 12 kilograms per capita of coffee consumed per year, Finland consumes the most, um, with Norway and Iceland training just behind.
0: You know what? That's not so surprising anymore. Since it's done by per capita, and it's fucking cold over there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) So just just a quick warning to all of our listeners, but he is on board lying, fucking on death's bed, <laughs> did some dumb shit yesterday, <laughs> and now um, I'm pretty sure he's got the Grim Reaper in his back seat.
1: <laughs> We're going to get through this episode, and I'm going to make it out alive. However... I'm gonna go back to sleep. I
0: don't know if it's all sales or just our type of sales, but whenever you have a hangover, it always ends up being one of your best days ever. You just sell amazingly. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna be hard to beat uh Izzy's episode, but Ishmael. Yeah.
1: We we just call him Ish. He's gonna be on. Well, uh, I'm
0: calling him Izzy because I'm boys with it now. That's how it Izzy, works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. People, you know what it is. <laughs> Uh, segment one what the fuck happened last week now obviously as you are probably aware um, we don't like to be boring here on this channel this Uh, channel you just bro you're looking (laughs) rough
0: today this is fucking hilarious
1: yeah we don't want to be boring so what we do is um, we listen to the news uh, but we put we put on a twist we do we do one of the twisty things I hope
0: whoever's listening to this is either drunk or hungover as well, because that's the only way
1: this is going to be enjoyable. I've obviously got a challenge set for Adam, uh, where he has to consume, consume, condense uh, all of last week's news into 30 seconds.
0: Now, are you ready? Um, I am indeed.
1: I want to point out that I tried it last week.
0: He made a real shit so show
1: of it. Yeah, I fucking, I pretty much bombed it, man. I'm telling you. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Okay. Three, two, one,
0: go. So there's only really four main stories that have happened this week. So the first one that only really covered the UK is uh, Richard's death. So the boy with simple cell who went missing and his mother um, held a search party for him. He's, his dead body's been found. Then there's Prince Philip's death, which goes without saying. I'm pretty much, I'm sure everybody already knows about that. And the third one is DMX also passed away, and um, the famous rapper. And finally, Chinese nationalism and
1: concentration. Oh, you were like two seconds over. Nah, I
0: don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, you were two seconds over. You were two seconds over, man. That's some, that's some weak source, bruv. Listen, you Two motherfucker.
0: You, you got one news story out last time and then turned the rest of it into a joke. Did my section a joke to you? You think this is easy? I spent a grand total of <laughs> 10 minutes prepping this session, you motherfucker.
1: <laughs> Obviously, I could have done it on under 30 seconds. I probably couldn't have done it on under 30 seconds. You
0: did it over but, a minute.
1: <laughs> back but I'm trying to tell you, I, I, did it, I did it that long because, you know, that I don't... Do you know what fuck it. <laughs>
0: This is my favourite episode so far. Nobody's going to fucking like it, but i have loving it.
1: <laughs> so, have, have you found um, some of the news uh, that we've seen on uh, Mr. Prince mm-hmm. Philip's death? Um, well, I knew as soon I, as
0: I got the news, no. my first reaction was, and you saw it, I put it on my Instagram story, these jokes are about to be so disrespectful.
1: So you know
0: what though it's kind of funny so like it's perfectly up the street with my kind of humor so even though respect the dead and you know blah 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 it's still it's really funny i can't
1: mean to get into it i can't believe i can't believe you just said that on on the podcast and we're based in the UK. We are definitely going to die. Didn't
0: we fucking curse out the Queen like three weeks ago or (laughs) something?
1: Lizzo, if you're listening, again, listen, this is all big man ads, right? You know the funniest one, though? I'll never badmouth the Queen. What do
0: you mean? You're the one who sent me the meme she lost her cousin and her husband in the same week. (laughs) (laughs) There's not really much to say about it in terms of news, though, because, I mean... He died at the I ripe mean, old age of 99. So he lived a good fucking long life. It's just true, true, true. something that was bound to happen, you know?
1: Okay. What were the other ones? Uh, Richard was found. Happy days. Well, I mean, not happy yeah,
0: days. Yeah, well, the search is no longer ongoing. So they did manage to find a body. Um, they found him in a river in a local park. Uh, not a river,
1: sorry. Yeah, Epping uh, Woods.
0: So his body was found in a pond. The police have ruled out any involvement of any third party. So they do believe it was just by natural causes. At the moment, they're not sure if it was because of suicide or if it was because of his sickle cell um, or maybe just drowning, something like that. Um, But they are nearly entirely sure that there was no no third party involved. Um, The mother doesn't quite believe it. The mother doesn't believe that he would have committed suicide. Um, So she thinks that there might have been some kind of third party, which um, Mm -hmm. I don't think is true. But she's a grieving mother, so I don't really blame her for not wanting to let go. She's probably just looking for somebody to to punish.
1: What were the other ones?
0: The third one was DMX's death. So DMX
1: and Prince Philip passed away on the same day. Yeah. I've seen that all over my Instagram. I don't know who DMX is.
0: Um, he, he's a very famous rapper. Um, he's more more so sort of classic hip hop days. He's not that popular in modern modern music, but he was okay, sort cool. of part of Tupac and Biggie's era and that kind of part of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he died at age fifty, I think, of a drug overdose. He was in a coma. And he was a life support. Um, but he's now passed away as well.
1: Jesus. We really need to find him up. I, fucking, I, I warned can't. you. And I warn you nearly <laughs>
0: every week. It's just, oh, look, this person's dead. This horrible stuff is happening. Fear. Fear. What,
1: what about the uh, the ones that I sent you? Um, the the Lost City of... Uh, no, the Golden City of... Oh, I did uh, see that. Um,
0: I did see that. And... <clears throat> There's two reasons why I didn't include it. The first one is because it wasn't a huge story, like nobody really cared, and it also didn't really happen this week. Like they found it last September. It's just now coming up in the news this week. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah it was announced. I mean, they they did all the. I'm assuming they did all the digging and all the archaeology stuff, and then once they found everything, then they announced it.
0: The one that I wanted to speak about the most was the Chinese nationalism one, because that's not something that was technically in the news this week. It's been ongoing for quite a while. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I had. I just didn't. I wasn't very educated on it because there's not that much news coverage about it, which is why I didn't bring it up. But if it's weekly news, it has to be brought up, especially because you said we don't want UK. We want global. So. In China, a lot of policies are being put in place that are very, very Um, anti-Islam. To the point where they... they, um, It's being called genocide, but I'm not sure if genocide is an apt description because I'm not sure how many lives are lost, but they are being put into concentration camps. Um, Mm. I don't know if they're being killed in those concentration camps because China is starting to look a little bit more like Korea in terms of how tight-lipped they are with their media and how anti-foreign their press is. Like, they won't let foreign press members into their country because they know they're just going to go back out and make their country look
1: bad in other countries. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I did see... Um, it's been an ongoing issue for about a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is horrible. It does, uh, it strikes strikes a chord with me, obviously, because uh, it's it's shit when there's obviously being a Muslim myself, I'm not saying I'm a practicing one, (laughs) but being a Muslim myself, there's like a connection to those people. Um, So when you think that for no reason whatsoever, they're being killed and tortured and fucking put into these really bad situations and bad living conditions and stuff it really does man it pisses me off but that that and then you think about it and you're like well, what can i do other than like share this or give a bit of money to to the cause or whatever it is
0: <sighs> it is very very reminiscent of the earlier stages of what became the holocaust like mm. it's it's very reminiscent of a of a modern day version of that
1: which is, Which is ridiculous because we, we think back, when we look at the history books, we go, oh, that, that shit would never happen again, or you know, the world wouldn't allow something like that to happen, but you slap yeah. a different, different name on it, and all of a sudden it's, it's they're, they're okay with, yeah, with and it. And there's
0: barely any media coverage on it either. Granted, it's not quite as simple as people just don't want to cover it, Um, but it's also just because it's very difficult to cover it. There's not that much information on it because... yeah the Chinese are being very, very strict on what they allow. Um, but it... it yeah, the, there is some footage that was released of what it's like inside one of those prisons. It looks fucking horrifying. It looks like grey walls and barely any food and constant over the radio, they're just blaring. It's brainwashing. They're trying to brainwash. They're... they're drilling Chinese politics and history into Islamics and they're trying to beat the Islam out of them. <laughs> they're trying to beat the Islam out of them. Nah,
1: that's horrible, man. That's absolutely horrible.
0: Say what you want about Donald Trump, but in 2020 he did sign something that was... um can't remember the exact name of it, but it was some kind of policy um, that would hold... China accountable for what they're doing to um, this, this group. Um, I also, I, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it is um, a small group of uh, Muslims called the Uighurs. Is that correct?
1: I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation of that either, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we'll just, um, how do you spell it?
0: U I G H U R.
1: Not a clue, mate. Not a Scooby.
0: Well, it's, it's a minority group of Sunnis, basically, or Sunni Muslims, and um, they're the ones who are being targeted. But Donald Trump signs the, again, not sure how to pronounce the word, but Uyghur uh, Human Rights Policy Act, uh, which authorises the imposition of sanctions against Chinese government officials that are responsible for these re-education camps, which is pretty good to hear. I mean, you only ever really hear bad stuff about Donald Trump, but, you yeah, know, but give him
1: that's no the, credit that's to that's the, I think that's the one good thing he might have
0: done. Well, anyway, that was a very, very depressing first segment. Do you want to just move on? I,
1: yeah, we should. I'll
0: make it for the second segment. All right, let's do it. I'm excited about this one. <clears throat> Girl, you Before
1: pick up we get pain. into it, by the way, I just really want to say Whoa. I do apologize, man. I do apologize. It's uh, it's so much worse than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> you know, when oh, you right. a little bit rough, but you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. And then you get to whatever it is that you're doing, and you just fully regret it.
0: Yeah, I remember trying to exercise once <laughs> when I was hungover. I tried to do some training, and I was. Yeah. I was punching like a tree or something cuz I was exercising in the park and every time I punched the tree the shockwave went up my arm and punched me back and <laughs> I, every time I punched I just felt a thump in my head I was like I'm punching myself in the face there's no this tree is fighting back so I'd looking around so someone was fucking you
1: know with me. What I was going to say is, you know, when you see one of those videos with the little kids just beating the fuck out of some trees, you know they're going to turn into, like, bear-fighting maniacs in the future.
0: Yeah, probably. Until Until the trees start fighting
1: back. back. I mean, there was was this one video of a nine-year-old girl or whatever just beating the fuck out of a tree. I was like, nah, I wouldn't even bother trying to fight that girl. You know she beat the shit out of me. Yeah,
0: I've seen the videos. She's going to... I bet it has sure. teeth. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, uh, just, so the deep dive was about books.
1: <laughs> deep dive is about books. So yes, we're doing a deep dive into books. What that means, I have no idea.
0: So essentially, the deep dive. For anybody who hasn't seen it before, and um, we pick a topic that we're both pretty avid about. Um, and we just do a literal deep dive into it. So we talk about loads of different questions and aspects of it, um, just sort of cover it in, in every aspect we think would be interesting. So, um, I'm a very, very avid reader and you read as well, but I don't know if you're a huge, like book fan. Mediocre. Yeah. So, um, might as well just start with the easiest. What do you think are the best books that you've read?
1: All right, so, by the way, this is this is where um, everyone figures out how much of a geek I actually was when I was a kid, by the way. <laughs> because um, I'm I'm not that big into, like, non-fiction. I focused a lot more on fiction here. Um, so I've got a top five. This isn't in any particular order. But when I was growing up, these are the ones that I kind of read and enjoyed the most. Um, one, Percy Jackson. But, <laughs> but. That's that is one of my one of my all-time favorite series. Uh there's a series called Rangers of Princess. Oh, you motherfucker I don't know if you've ever speaking read that.
0: to my soul. I didn't I don't even think we've talked about that one, but I read it too.
1: No, we haven't. And if we we could do a whole fucking three, four oh, episodes on the series. man. That's the Kakashi. Anyway. Yeah. Um Gone series. One of my favorites. Uh Young Samurai. <laughs> Um if I was to if I had to choose if I had to choose a book to die with, right, to take into the coffin with me, it would be Young Samurai, man, the whole Young Samurai series. And then the final one is one called Night Angel Trilogy. I don't know if that one's it the only one
0: that I don't think I've read out your list.
1: Right. It's uh it's like there's a yeah. So obviously as you can tell, there's a lot of like uh fantasy fiction and stuff and mythology and blah, blah, blah. The reason why is just because when I was younger, I loved to like, um, you know, when you read these books, your creativity can kind of surprise you sometimes. I I remember I wasn't a very creative kid, but I could imagine the different worlds within each book. And I can kind of like live my life through them as well. It was a lot of fun. Um, However, then I grew up and I ran out of time to read books like this.
0: Yeah, I'm, I feel like you sort of stop reading fiction when you get older because the only reading most adults do is um, non-fiction. So,
1: Biographies and fucking yeah, like,
0: Those yeah. are all of the bestsellers, which is kind of a shame. So I have a system where I, I make sure to read one fiction and then one non-fiction, and I just alternate. So right now I'm reading Happy, Sexy, Millionaire by Steve Bartlett, which is non-fiction. Right after that, I'm going to hop over this duggery. But all of my favourite <laughs> books are definitely non-fiction. Oh, sorry. Definitely fiction. So, our list is very similar. <laughs> so, again, in no particular... By the one, way, just to
1: you know, let... I need to let the audience know, man. Me and Adam did not talk a lot about this episode before we We really
0: didn't. It. We didn't plan it. We really didn't.
1: We, we talked just about like,
0: how we both like certain series of books, but... Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that you read the Rangers Apprentice series. That was on my list as well. I fucking love the Rangers yes. Apprentice.
1: Mate, it's such a good series from start to finish. All the stories yeah. that they come up with are unbelievable.
0: It really introduced me into the world of fantasy. I didn't really care much about the fantasy genre before those books. But that yeah. was my introduction into knights and orcs and warriors and archers and rangers and fucking mages and whatever else. Yeah. Um, and now, now I'm in love with it. So um, that's definitely on my list. Skullduggery Pleasant is 100% on my list. Fucking the, every everything about wit, I learned from that and Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> the third one is definitely Percy Jackson, but Percy Jackson probably... If I had to put them in order, Percy Jackson would be the top. Um, there's a book series called Department 19, which is like uh, if if vampires were modern day and if there was, you know how there's MI5 and there's um, well, there's yeah, basically yeah. just different government run groups that handle different matters. Yeah, yeah. So department 19 is the one that handles all of the um, not extraterrestrial. What's the word? Mythical shit. So vampires, mm-hmm. werewolves, all of that stuff, but nobody knows it's real. Uh, set in modern day and the last one's probably gone series as
1: well. Fair enough. You know what? This is interesting that we grew up in completely different sides of the world. And uh we ended up with the same like similar book. Our uh yeah. useful um creativity. That's the way you would
0: absolutely about. love Skull present. I'm very surprised you haven't
1: read it. I have read Bits, Bits and Bobs, and there's one of them that I never really got into, I never got into the other one as well, uh, fucking, oh Jesus, the one with the, lots of mini series, and it's got a big chicken in one of them. What the fuck? <laughs> you threw me through a loop on that one. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember the name of it. T- hey, big chicken.
0: You know hey,
1: chicken, I'm fucking baffed. Mate, no, nah, there's a lot of like little mini horror stories.
0: American Horror Story or no, a series no, of unfortunate no. events?
1: No, it was a kids book.
0: I got no fucking idea, man. <laughs> to be fair, like I think most of the I didn't include comic books because if I did, then this would have been a very different list. Because there are some amazingly written comic books out there as well.
1: But we won't get into that in this episode. That you know what? That could be a future
0: me getting into like fiction again now because there was a long period where I didn't read any fiction books at all. Um right. It sucked. It made me like reading a lot less. But me re-getting into them, I'm just a fan of the same shit that I was a fan of in as a teenager. Like there's... 13-year-old me has the exact same book taste as 21-year-old as me. And I don't know why. I thought my book taste would have matured. Fuck no. I still like seeing yeah. a skeleton shoot people in the face with an Irish accent.
1: Yeah, of course, man. 100%. I think that's just your inner child trying to say, like, don't grow up and stuff.
0: Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's saying that.
1: So obviously you can tell things have changed because at the minute the book that I'm reading is something called Extreme Ownership. And it's written by two marine, uh, Marines and uh, it's just about, well, it's in the title, Extreme Ownership, <laughs> Yeah. but in life and stuff. Have you ever read it?
0: I haven't. I um, have watched a couple episodes of the podcast that they do though, and I know the guy that you're talking about, but I haven't read the book now.
1: How's that podcast? Is it a bit shit compared to this one?
0: Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, this is the absolutely fucking holy grail. Like, um, if they had a fucking hot box with Mike Tyson, if they did a crossover episode, that'd be fucking brilliant.
1: Do they, do they get high and stuff on the podcast?
0: On Mike Tyson's?
1: no the um extreme Revolution. no 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 i don't think so anyway um what oh did you ever read Alex Ryder that was another one um Whoa. i did i think i have one up there actually i wasn't a huge
0: fan though i wasn't i wasn't a huge fan and i watched the movie before i read the book so i think that kind of tainted my my view
1: yeah the movie was dog shit
0: yeah the movies were fucking horrible i think there was two
1: of them as well well, how about Cherub? Never heard. You've never even heard of Cherub. I don't think so, mate. Would fucking love Cherub as a book series. It's it's pretty fucking good. It's proper UK because they just get. Do you know how? Um, did you ever watch uh, Kingsman? Yeah, yeah. So you know how they just grabbed a scummy kid off the streets and turned him into like a um, into a gentleman. Yeah. It's it's something similar. They don't turn them into into gentlemen, but it's like a kid's spy facility where they just get the scummiest kids and they turn them into like assassins, basically. And um, and then they go out on missions and stuff like that. Anyway, you would really enjoy it.
0: That's kind of similar to the Department Nineteen, actually. I don't actually think you would enjoy Department Nineteen. Maybe mm, nah, you would. You would. I
1: oh, probably would, man.
0: You'd find a yeah. new king I, of vampires, I, I,
1: uh, yeah, especially after um, Castlevania. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, mate, my king started there with with vampires. Trust me. Yeah, I think the scene was uh, very confusing. <laughs> I didn't have to like watch it a few times. It just—I was immediately fucking engrossed. <laughs> um, did you right, ever try what? to write your own books? No. Nah. I did. I couldn't. Did you? Yeah. yeah, you told me. I think I've read. I think I've read it.
0: Well, so I've I've written two books completely to to finishing. Well, technically three. So I I wrote, I had a plan. I had five different genres and I was going to write one book in each genre and then pick what one I enjoyed the most and just stick to that genre. And then maybe every now and again, cross back over. So I wrote out the plan for all five and it was like an in-detailed plan. It was way, way too detailed for my age. I was like nine. I finished the sci-fi one. I started the fantasy one. Um, I had a couple pages of the horror um, and I didn't start the other two. But since then, um, I've written one script, which was like a detective script. But that was what was meant to be the, the, the book So I just changed it into a script instead um, because I did film back then. I still count as a book, though, because scripts are very, very similar to books anyway. And um, I've also written a success book, which is only like 69 pages. I genuinely think that's the exact number. Um, But it's something like that. It's quite a short one, um, just about emotional intelligence and sort of the basics of it.
1: The, which one's the one that you got published recently?
0: I never got published with any of them, but the one that no. I hosted uh, to to people was the yeah. success one. Okay, cool. Which was uh, titled "How to Fall in Love with Your Demons."
1: And what made you want to write a uh, success book?
0: Because it was in the middle of lockdown and I had fuck all else to do. Fair enough. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> what kind of tips did you give the people man
0: um it, it when we sort of view our emotions um, a lot of them tend to be negative and harmful to us for example why do I get so frustrated why am I such an anxious person why am I this or that but those emotions are normally your body doing the right thing in the wrong situation so it just teaches mm. you to kind of like those qualities instead of condemning them because if you have um anxiety there are some benefits to that there are quite a lot of benefits to that there are a lot of job opportunities for anxious people what do you mean well anxiety means that like you're normally very very coordinated because if anything is unaccounted for then you'll panic it means you're very very finicky you like sweat the small stuff sweat the details normally on time because you don't want anyone thinking that you are you're late so there's a lot of job opportunities for people like that. Fair enough. That is Anything a that requires team. like security. So it's just small stuff like that. Just just teaching you how to recognize your own emotions for what they are.
1: That's fucking cool though. You actually like wrote a book and you, you actually like put in the effort to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um... It was a page a day. It took not nearly as long as I thought it was.
1: That's actually interesting because I'm I'm one of those people that never know where to start. If you gave me a blank piece of paper, that that would be blank by the time you get back as well. Like I wouldn't yeah. put anything down. Do you know what I mean?
0: I'd say everybody has their own little quirks and, and methods. What I found yeah. worked for me though is you, you'll you'll think of some cool ideas like random plot points, but most yeah. plots, at least in film, follow five basic kind of. So there's um, the, oh, what's the word for it? It's just the way things are, right? So it's the norm. It's the way people live. For example, just give me any movie or any book. Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club, cool. So start the norm. And um, the narrator is tired of his fucking life. He's bored. Yeah. He's, he's in a dead-end job. He doesn't really, doesn't really have any excitement in his life. The second plot point is always the disruption of the natural order. So that would be him meeting Tyler Durden. Then the third is attempt to reestablish the old order. And then there would be some kind of failure, which would be the fourth plot point. I'm not going to spoil Fight Club because it's fucking amazing, but you, you can recognize if you've seen it, what that would be. And then the fifth, which is the final plot point is after they've, dealt with the failure there is the establishment of a new order it might be the old order it might be a completely new order but there is a new a new way of doing things a new norm so those are the five plot points just just literally a sentence for each of those and then just fill in the gaps
1: so is that the same five plot points for every single movie ever
0: people break it all the time they break the rules all the time For example, some.
1: But is that like what they used? Is that like the basis of making a script? It's a basis for a lot. Yeah. Uh, And then obviously you can like switch around the order and stuff. Yeah.
0: For example, a lot of movies like to start at number four. Fight Club does this actually. They start at step four and then go back in time and show Mm. you how you got to step four.
1: Mm hmm. That's pretty cool actually. I I had no idea that that was how you. That was like the base of making a movie. I thought. You just like you come up with the whole story from start to finish, kind of step by step. But yeah, when you think about it, anything that you've kind of done, even I've done quite a few different things now, which involve you know recordings and stuff, which is great. And uh, I've started to realize that you can't just you're not going to get it. There needs to be some kind of yeah. no, even even if you're trying to do a story from start to finish, you can't just do it like that. You've got to come up with like different ideas that are going to go into different parts of of uh, whatever it is that you're writing.
0: By far, the best thing I've ever written was the, the detective script. That was fucking amazing. I'd love to turn that into a feature length film one day. That'd be amazing. Um, but I I think the Gone series is probably the the best thing i've read in terms of concepts i think it's probably the best concepts that i've ever read and i love it it's so just intelligently written
1: it is a pretty good book you know i do remember really really enjoying them and um the do you know what i'm one of them suckers that i'll look at the the cover of the the book and be like oh that's going to be a great movie
0: yeah me too
1: I like look at the sleekness of the book and the Gone series is one of them that just goes straight away. Yeah, it like, really pops out. I to yeah. pick it up because it was just so beautifully designed and stuff. Um, and then I started reading it and I went, oh fuck, because when I started reading it, I was exactly turning 16. I was turning around 16. So I remember whilst I was reading it, I was like, oh shit, I've got like four days before I get kicked out of the, uh, the dome or whatever it was. Remember because they, once you turn 16, you disappear from inside yeah. the dome, right? yeah right? <laughs> That's funny. And I was, at one point, I was like, I'm four days away. I've got to finish this book. Five days away, shit. Got to fucking finish this <laughs> book as quickly as possible. So that way, I needed to finish it before I got kicked out of the dome.
0: It's a very, very...
1: <laughs>
0: when I was reading it, I think I was probably about 12. But it's, it, we should have um, spoken about it when we talked about apocalypses and stuff like that. Um, because it's mm. one of the best apocalypse scenarios I've ever I've ever seen, but
1: yeah, yeah
0: here's yeah, another yeah. question: Do you think books are a dying medium in modern society?
1: I knew you to ask me that. It's because it. illiterate um... people, bro. <laughs> I I believe that books are always going to be written. Um. I think that the you know the hard the hard cover yeah the actual printed cover I think that's dying I think that's going to be like unusual in the next twenty years thirty years but um, I feel like the actual medium of reading a book whether it's on the tablet or not I don't think that's going to go anywhere bro I think that's that's sticking around
0: yeah I agree Um...
1: the only reason why as well is because if you think about it from the dawn of time the only way to record history is on books right and i understand that the recording history now online as well but imagine one day where a situation where online isn't available anymore we'll still have the books and we'll start our generation if
0: that happens (laughs) everybody who's like younger than 40 years old is gonna struggle
1: yeah true it is bad isn't it i remember i was um I was kinda, it was a couple of weekends ago, I was walking through town and all I could see is like three or four different groups of girls in Piccadilly Gardens, right? And just doing TikToks and shit. And it was like, I don't know what it was. It got to me a little bit. I wasn't happy about it. No one was sat there reading a book. No one was sat there just enjoying You know what the, the
0: fucking nicest um, feeling in the world is, though? A, a really sunny, warm day and you've got a coffee and a book in a park. It's absolute bliss.
1: I can't agree with you. you I'm so sorry. I saw your face. I was like, he's not happy
0: enough about this.
1: Let me. He's not. I wasn't happy about no, it. Like, Have you ever done uh, it? Um, if, if I look, if I'm reading a book, it's I'm going to be chilling in my bedroom. Hopefully, it's cold outside. I can pull the blanket. That is also good. Oh, if
0: you're reading a book and it's raining yes. outside and like you're in a warm space, you've got fire. Got a fireplace
1: or some shit. Got some fucking hot yeah.
0: chocolate. I, I've never had a fireplace in my house, but my granddad had a fireplace, and I used to love reading in his house because they made the best fucking hot cocoa. They had the sweets on deck. It was a bungalow. It felt mm-hmm. nice, and they had this room where there was like um, a patio. So it was like a just a glass a glass door, but it, one side of the wall was completely glass, and you could just open up the whole. Yeah, it was raining outside and I was in the rocking chair with my book. I was like, mate, if I died right now. I think I'd actually be fine. That's exactly what I thought. And I was 12 years old. I was ready to die. <laughs> that was how nice it was.
1: <laughs> Do you know, no, I can imagine you saying,
0: something yeah, like that if you're be, well, I was just about to get to the email phase. I wasn't there yet. I think I can't quite remember.
1: Okay. Um, what are your um, kind of top five? All right, so non-fiction. The one that I'm reading right now, Happy,
0: Sexy Millionaire, is very, very good. I would put it my top five, even though I haven't even finished it yet.
1: I was going to say um, one of my favourite books that came out recently was uh, This Is Going to Hurt by Adam K. or Adam K. and it's a, a fucking genius, genius of a book. Non-fiction, and, yeah. Um, basically he kind of describes what life was like as a doctor for him you'd be surprised at how fucking funny it was like there wasn't that that much in terms of like the way he told the story it was like um it reminded me of the tv show scrubs a lot because scrubs is just a comedy in in a hospital that is able to i think as a doctor your whole life is like it's a twist between being happy and enjoying to having very like short stints of sad moments because of like yeah you're always around death and you know uh pain and you know people suffering and all that kind of stuff that and the way he describes it is there's such a quick transition in a hospital between everything being okay to everything being really shit and then being okay again, and it really fucks up with your 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 um the way you handle. Uh, day-to-day emotions in, in the future and it makes you less, um, less sensitive. Yeah, I feel like that's very similar with soldiers as Towards well. Other people.
0: Because soldiers are like some yeah. of the funniest fucking people you'll ever meet in your life just because they really have to be. Because if you can't laugh at your situation, mate, <laughs> you're not going to last out there. It's going to be horrible.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But, um, he, he, it's, it was, a, it was a really long story. It wasn't long, so he kind of jumped from story to story to story, um, describing what his like personal life was like, how the hospital, uh, working in a hospital affected it. Um, the, he chose to go and become a gynecologist, and he said, um, he said, he said in the book that you know, he kind of implied. He asked a question, I'm assuming you can guess why I chose to become a hmm. gynecologist. <laughs> um, and then he went, that was the worst thing in <laughs> <of> my life. Because <laughs> apparently it is not all fun and games, Adam. I can't uh, imagine can it probably would, imagine it would, if anything,
0: it would turn you off of it. Because you probably still, Yeah, that's actually uh, what he said. Uh, uh, it would actually disgust you. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say um, that's that's literally how he put it. He was like, "It's it it kind of it made things more difficult for me and my partner," uh, and he actually said that in the book. like, right. <laughs> "But it's a it's a it's a great bit of story to enjoy." I actually um I'd listen to the audio as well because the guy that does the audio is pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite fiction ones, "Surrounded by Idiots," which I finished recently. That's a lot of fun. Um. How to Win Friends and Influence People.
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I haven't I read, it. Um, read it myself, but it's on my list.
1: Bro, if you're going to read a book, read that one. And then finally, the one that I recommend to everybody that I speak to in sales anyway, is a uh, Little Red Book of selling.
0: Have you read uh, One Minute Salesperson? No. Whole thing's online anyway.
1: I've, re- I've read One Minute Manager.
0: I think it might be written by the same guy, but... Um, yeah the whole thing's on YouTube anyway you can probably listen to it like, I think it's two hours it's a very very short book um, but it, it's a good one it's a fucking good one Um I still prefer I don't think I'll ever prefer nonfiction over fiction but one of the best fiction books I've read that doesn't feel like fiction was the alchemist it was very it was weird it, was, it felt like I was reading a nonfiction book But I was enjoying it like
1: it was a fiction book. What? um, What what is the book like? I've not really, I've not heard of it.
0: You haven't heard of *The Alchemist*? No. It's. I know *The
1: Alchemist*, the bar, and I know *The Alchemist* series, but I've never heard of *The Alchemist* the book.
0: *The Alchemist* the book is praised by a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in our business. I'm surprised nobody's told you about it yet, but especially among like a lot of the owners in London, they fucking love it. Um, But it's, it's a fiction book about um, a boy who decides to follow his dreams, but it goes through all of like the highs and lows of it and the realities of it. And um, sort of what he's willing to sacrifice for his dream and what he isn't willing to sacrifice for his dream. And you know how some people give up and some people don't and what it means. But more than anything, Mm. Is about the language of the world. And that's the mm. part where it gets a little bit more fictitious. Mm. But it's also kind of real at the same time. It depends on how on how much you believe in spiritual stuff like that. And it talks about religion quite a lot as well.
1: Okay. That sounds like a pretty cool book. I just want to point out that Adam the word fictitious. I'll put that in the bank. <laughs>
0: if if you managed to get through this this episode,
1: I'm getting through it bro I'm getting through it.
0: The um, only reason I know I'm how okay, was right? like that because I read like throughout entire secondary school like that's how I spent my breaks. I did not go outside I did not hang out with people
1: me too well I mean no I hung out with people i
0: didn't. <laughs> I was utter loser
1: but there were some uh, days where I, I, you would find me in the inform the room just just reading a book. Um, I preferred this, on the sunny days I'd stay in reading the book, and then on the colder days I'd go outside.
0: Fuck that. I don't know why. Fuck that.
1: It's because you, you, were, yeah, in no Arabia, really? um, you were in
0: Saudi Arabia, right? You were in Saudi
1: Arabia, right? This was the small... Well, I mean, yes, in Saudi I did read a lot. Um that's where remember the story that I told you when my dad threw away the box once.
0: Yeah. That's probably why he went when outside when it was cold then, because it was fucking boiling every other day.
1: <laughs> but no, I was talking about um when I was in the UK when I went to school here for those three years. Uh because in between when I lived in Saudi, when I lived in Kuwait, I lived three years here in the UK. Um and that's that's when I don't know why, it was just a thing like whenever it was cold and wet and rainy, you had to go outside and play some football. Um, and then uh, with the... Uh, do you remember the shoes? Remember the fucking school shoes, man? He's getting yeah. ripped up and everything. And then um, on the sunny days, because of where the form room was at, right, what used to happen was the sun would come through and it would hit the entirety of the class. And it would just be that sexy fucking... I know exactly it would just be it would be a sexy vibe do you know what i mean and uh, i like to like just relax i kind of melt into my chair there's no one else in the form room i'm just reading my book man i'm enjoying it if you
0: could be transported into ev- any fictional book and live throughout the book what one would you choose
1: i get to live throughout the entire thing yeah
0: I mean, it would be your own story. You wouldn't live the life of the protagonist, but you would be in that world. So, if you pick Ranger's Apprentice, then you, you know, be in the fantasy world. Think long about this one, bro. This is a big decision.
1: <laughs> just one.
0: Yeah, just one.
1: I'd go young samurai.
0: I knew you were gonna fucking say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking say
1: that. What? How do you know?
0: Just because I know that you were probably reading that, imagining yourself in a fucking kimono with a katana, just going <laughs> fucking... <laughs> i like, he would fucking love that. That's all he wants out of life.
1: Man. And then the ninja one as well, like when he trains to be a ninja. I'd, I'd love to... Not just that as well, but you know it's it's not just to do with living the life in, in that book, but I would want to meet the main characters as well. Like, I meet the, um... Do you remember the book? Do you remember reading the book? It's very vaguely. Alright, so you know how he, he got adopted into the family? Yeah, yeah, And the family's dad was the principal of the school, right? I'd love to meet that guy. That guy was the hardest motherfucker on the planet. Right? He... I don't remember some of the shit that he did, but I remember, like, when he used to walk through the streets of Kyoto, man, people would, like, be afraid and shit. They'd move out the way for him. Um, But, yeah, that's one of the people that I'd love to meet first. And then I would love to meet... um, I don't know if you got that far, but in the fourth book, he goes into, like, a little ninja village. He stumbles upon it by accident um, and kind of... He thought they were all really nice people. and um, You know, your whole life you're taught to, to hate someone. He was taught to hate ninjas, right, and fight against them because, you know, ninjas killed his dad and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, he ninjas. And they treat him well. They kind of, you know, feed him. Uh, they help him like uh, he was injured at the time, so they helped him out and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and then eventually he finds out they're ninjas and he's already fallen in love with one of them. And then he's like, ah oh, fuck. And then instead of fighting... Uh, in- fuck <laughs> that was his exact reaction. Okay, doesn't ah oh, fuck," said Jack. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, he um got his decision, and instead of um choosing to hate, instead of choosing to follow the stereotype. Um, he chose to uh, befriend them instead, and because of that, they trained him to become a ninja. And then all of a sudden, he was a samurai and a ninja. And then, been stopping that guy. And that's why I'd I, I love to meet all of them, and obviously the um, uh, the main female protagonist as well. Yeah, I don't know a how ninja. I. Sorry. Yeah, you want a fucking ninja? No, the main female protagonist was a samurai man. But also, I don't know how I know this. She was fucking banging. <laughs>
0: you always Just, know. Like, in your mind's eye, you always know. Like, when I was She reading, was an
1: absolute stunner.
0: When I was reading stunner Percy man. Jackson, for some reason, Annabeth, like the main female protagonist in my head, was butters. I did not find her attractive in my head in the slightest. However, then we got the daughter of Zeus. What's her name? It started with a T. Was it Talia?
1: Talia. Yeah.
0: I feel like that might be wrong, but...
1: No, it's Talia. I remember.
0: All right. I'm going to look now just to double-check in a second, but she was fine as fuck. All of the daughters of Artemis, bro. I know for a goddamn fact. Annabeth? I don't care, though.
1: I think that's because her personality shines through, and her personality are great in the book. They're kind of sacrosis. They, um... Do you know how Sakura is, basically? It is Talia,
0: Talia Grace. Yeah. See,
1: bro, don't fucking... Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. I um... think I'd
0: choose one. I'd probably choose either, and it's really tough. But I'd probably choose Skullduggery or Percy Jackson.
1: I know that you would pick Percy Jackson out of them, too. I just know you would. It's very
0: close. I honestly don't know, because Skullduggery-Pleasant... Your quality of life is a lot worse. It's a lot more shit. Like, I can't lie. everybody there was depressed, <laughs> but I get yeah, but magic. That's
1: same as this fucking planet.
0: Yeah, and it's in fucking Ireland, so I'd fit in just fine. But I, I really want magic, and everybody there knows how to fight, so I'd be very happy with that. And it's just like a cool little magic community, which would be. I, it'd be cool to be a like detective with fucking magical powers who can fight. And, ah, uh, it'd be awesome. But okay, cool. so, that probably better, because not only do you get magic, but you get a parent, you get a godly figure as your parent, you get to fight monsters.
1: Be your godly parent, bro.
0: Um, I think you asked me this before in a previous episode, and you thought that I was going to say uh, Hades, but I said Ares.
1: Unbelievably violent, just as I I think... Um... This was in the in very the
0: first episode when we were talking about um, Greek mythology, but it never came out.
1: What, so, is it Percy Jackson or Scores over? You got to pick. I'd say I Percy picked, Jackson. Yeah, Percy Jackson. What book resonates with you the most? So, in in you know when you, if you were like really upset or something,
0: that's a rough one. Um, probably. The one that I'm reading right now, Happy Sexy Millionaire. Um, because that's what I do anyway. If I'm, like, upset, I'll, I'll go and read whatever book I'm reading. If it's fiction, it'll just take my mind off of it. If it's nonfiction, then it'll, like, well, it'll take my mind off of it, but it will like, put it into perspective and just detach myself a little bit. But this one is extremely, mm-hmm. for some reason, just whatever I'm thinking, and then I pick up this book and read, it will, like address it nearly exactly and then give me practical solutions so it's the reason why i took um some time away from social media where i fucking tried
1: i mean you're definitely on it less than before yeah, yeah. We, we were spamming each other before we don't i've noticed a big difference me yeah i only
0: try and um, it's because every time that I use it, um, I delete it after I close it. I delete it off of my phone, and then when I re-go on it, I need to reinstall it, which isn't huge. Definitely. It literally Definitely. takes like thirty seconds, but that thirty seconds compared to the one second that it normally takes to open means that I don't check it as much because I'm like, I can't be fucked to like re-download it. So I only check it yeah. when I'm really like I actually want to check it. <laughs> So most of the time it's not. I
1: was going to say, has it, has it, has it made a difference being, being off social media and stuff?
0: I would say, yeah. Um, when I was.
1: Are you feeling less um, like overwhelmed or whatever it was that you said? Um,
0: it wasn't about being overwhelmed. It was just like, because I had a lot of time off of work, I didn't have much to do. Mm. So I did my productive yeah, stuff, yeah. but that would only feel about three hours of my day. And then I would just spend the rest of it just scrolling through social media, just looking for random shit to do. And I just Mm. detoxed. So I deleted all of it. And now that I'm back working again, that takes up most of my day. And then the productive stuff that I do as hobbies, that's like an extra three hours. And then I just have like maybe an hour left of the day, an hour and a half to just do unproductive stuff, which is good. So that's when I, I scroll through social media. That's when I so yeah, it's good.
1: I like it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna not be on it as much as Welcome from Monday because I'm gonna be working again. So, fucking first time in four months. man. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to just like go and actually meet other people. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you want to move on to? Yeah, let
0: Like, <laughs> even though it's an audio podcast, I felt like sometimes it would be better if we had visuals as well. Because, mate, your facial expressions are brilliant.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but do you know what? I, it's most of my comedy as well. Most of my comedy is just like me looking at someone really weird. So it, on a podcast, I don't come across as very funny.
0: I mean, I don't think you'd come across as very funny in real life either, but to
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> I'd put up a fight, but I'm struggling to fucking make words at the minute. Um, I spoke to Amar and Ish, and they're both available for uh, the episode eight date. Excellent, so, excellent. Amar was the one before. you wanted
0: to talk about the school system with,
1: correct? Yeah, so that, that'll be episode eight.
0: Okay. Uh, you wanna go first with your shower thought or
1: do you want you me should to definitely that? go first. You should definitely go first.
0: The <laughs> reason you say that is because you fucking forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright,
0: um I've got I've got a few. But this one uh, it kind of leads into so let's say you could get the rights, like the legal rights, to make any movie, TV show or book you wanted what would you make? For example, if you got the rights to Batman, you can make a Batman movie. If you got the rights to um, Percy Jackson, I know the Percy
1: Jackson's I, show. So the I legal the rights of anything. Do huh? you know what? I already know the answer to this. It's uh, Star Wars. I would uh, I would continue Mace Windu's story. Wow.
0: As a TV yeah. show or a movie?
1: as a TV show. The the only reason I know this is because I've put a lot of thought into it already. Now, hopefully no one um, in our audience is going to steal it. But I'm trying to explain to you, right? So my, my, my thinking, right. Is that Joe should be called, do you know how, um, have you seen the Kenobi logo? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be similar to that, but it would say mace. That's it. Right. (laughs) And it would have, it would, it would obviously be like it would have like that neon kind of purple vibe to it, yeah. But it would be like a, a dark shadowy, a shadowy vibe. And a mace, and it would look men like literally. It should scare you from looking at the logo. It should like be one of them logos that slowly gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more. Um,
0: or alternate idea, just throwing this out there. Maybe it's just a picture of Samuel Jackson's face, <laughs> and it's, it's bigger and bigger. <laughs> Uh, and
1: the fuck are you looking at? motherfucker
0: I <laughs> was <Which is> motherfucker. <laughs> the trilogy. <laughs> I feel like they been
1: into space. I can't Do wait the... for the
0: biography of Samuel L. Jackson's life and just call it. but so anyway,
1: this is this is my thinking, right? So, obviously, he gets um electrocuted and shot out of a window, uh, one of the top floors in Curaçao. Uh, I genuinely because. They didn't show a dead body. There's always going to be some sort of suspension of disbelief that he might be alive. Do you know what I mean? We didn't see a yeah. body, so he might be alive. You never know. Um, but basically, my story would send, and anyway, look, you know how um Mace Windu's story arc has always been that he's arrogant, and because of his arrogant decisions, um, you know, it kind of influenced the way Darth Vader was born and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he's definitely a a jedi who is you know doesn't mind being superior to other people which is fine however my uh completely destroy that it would break that in half uh because I, i've always hated that about Mace Windu um because if he was just a little bit like more patient and more like understanding with people he would probably be the best like jedi on that on the table, uh, on the um council right well, it isn't. It's, you know, we all agree that it's either Yoda or Obi-Wan. Them are patient, they're both kind, they're good teachers and all that kind of stuff. And that was the only thing that Mace Windu was always lacking.
0: I got a side with my boy Kenobi, but you know what? I'll give it to Yoda as well.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Mate, come on. No one can... You know who else is fucking a... Kit Fisto.
0: Yeah, his design they...
1: is amazing. Yeah. I mean, they locks him up with what? They, how easy they killed him but Kit Fisto uh, in the Clone Wars is one of my favourite storylines yeah he he's one of my favourite characters as well he, he goes into Cre- Grievous's lair or whatever with his and his paddle was a bit of a dickhead um
0: as they are. Anyway,
1: long story short uh the, the story it, I don't know why but I feel like it should have three seasons but it could, it could be two seasons but um the the main plot point is we find Mace Windu in the underbelly of Coruscant when um, Ahsoka ran away from the council and yeah, she yeah. into the the rings and stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like he should be at the bottom of all of that. Like we find him there, like injured. I genuinely believe that like, the opening. You're in choice, the hood now, now Mace. Like, yeah the opening shot is a a slow um, zoom or like it's moving forwards, right? In an alleyway, uh, but the alleyway is super dark. It's got like lots of like space shit kind of hanging out of it. Uh, it's fucking grimy and all that kind of stuff. Mud piles and fucking dirt and maybe a bit of shit on the side of the, the alleyway. And uh, what's happening is the camera's slowly tracking forward, right? Very slowly. It should be, it should like, be a wide shot as well. By the and way, you all took the of a sudden question and fucking ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden out of nowhere as the, the, the cameras, you just hear a lot of loud banging coming from above, right? And then out of nowhere you just see a body drop at like full speed, right? And just hit the ground. And then as soon as the, the, the sound comes through of this gentleman, the whole uh camera is black. And it goes, mace, bam. That's it. That's the intro. Um, and then uh, he's kind of discovered that you. What? And then wait, wait it's not. Yeah, done. so that. That yeah, so that's just the intro to, to, the, to the to the
0: series. You sound like you're pitching me of why you should be given the legal rights to this. I can't give
1: it to you. Listen, if David Filoni is listening, trust me, bro. I've got ideas that can change your life. Um, because Dave Filoni did all of the Star Wars, isn't it? Uh
0: I don't know. You're you're a bigger fan than I am of Star Wars.
1: Basically, Dave Faloni. So George Lucas made episodes one, two, and three. Um, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Sith right, and he. He fucked it up. I'm not gonna lie. He he did his best, but he just didn't do it enough. What Dave Filoni did was he took those three. No, I can make this better by simply adding to it. And he made the entirety of the Clone Wars, um, the series. You know the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he put it in between episode two and three, and made that trilogy, just an absolute unbelievable, unbelievable. But because of what was added by he also is involved in like the mandalorian he was involved in uh he was um, the reason why darth maul came back to life and fucking mate he just he creates cool star wars content um and i just believe that if he's listening to me right now somehow manifest this shit man get me on that mace windu storyline because we both know you're doing it you cheeky motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, long story short, um I my plan was to by the end of the series window uh by his Have you watched The Mandalorian? No. Have you have you seen the little baby Yoda? Yeah. So baby Yoda is found in a hut somewhere in fucking it's like some far away fucking planet, right? Um and my Think what, he comes from the um, uh, the Jedi Council, so he was he was going to be raised to be a Jedi. And okay, so my thinking is that he's related to Yoda, and basically, you at some point before Order sixty six, Yoda had told Mace about this secret child who is going to you know be strong with the Force and blah blah blah, and Mace's one job. When uh, if any if everything goes to shit, his one job is to save this child. So I would connect the two shows. So Mace Windu is the person who goes into the
0: In the, uh, the universe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So because he he's the one that has to break back into the like the big garden Coruscant, right? Or I can't remember yeah. the temple, the Jedi temple. That's what it was. To go and break into the Jedi temple, take the the baby Yoda, and basically escape. And his job right till the end is to protect this baby. And then what um, the Emperor does, he finds out, and he sends like 20 S-class bounty hunters after him. And bearing in mind, Windu's already injured. He's like lost a couple of limbs and stuff because of the fall. And um, he kills all 20 of them, but by doing it, he dies as well. Somehow, I don't know how, but I was going to figure that. out. Anyway, so I'd connect the two shows and Mace Windu gets a... um, Uh, gets like a uh, uh, a a heroic uh, ending instead of being the dickhead that he was portrayed in in the first three episodes. So that that would be what I turned into a a Disney Plus TV series.
0: So you want the legal rights to Star Wars and Mace Windu. Understood.
1: I don't need the legal rights. I just want to be on the fucking um, writing team. I want to be on the writing team and I want to watch them make it. I'll well, you would,
0: need the, you would need the legal rights to do
1: that, buddy. Oh, okay. All I want to do is hear Sam Jackson go, "Motherfucker," and then, but just before he says the, the last bit, so he'll go, "Mother," and then the the whole show will cut off. <laughs> That's the ending. Uh... Do
0: you have your own shower question now, or do you, <laughs> do you want to repeat the question?
1: Okay, kind of similar anyway, to what's
0: your question? I think the the serious I would make is
1: TMNT. <laughs> <laughs> you got your fucking pitch, me. <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on. Which one would you do? I love Teenage debut
0: Ninja Turtles so much. And I feel like they have been so, so unjustly handled in yeah. recent years.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bay is not the best person to put in charge of a franchise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I just feel like I could do so much. Like, I could make... Have you ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. I could make an Avatar-level show. Okay, no, that, 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 that's literally the perfect show. So I would say I could make a Teen Titans-level cartoon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it would have character development, and it would have good fucking fight scenes, and it would have amazing choreography They would have amazing storylines and enemies
1: and ah oh, do you be- know what you can actually get amazing character development in in teenage mutant ninja tales because there's there's fucking there's four of them and they all go through their own arcs and they all kind of you know have to find themselves and stuff and you know and then teamwork with individual members and so you can actually tell an amazing story for TMNT
0: I feel like nearly every single iteration that I've seen of it so far, aside from the comics, has had one thing really good and then nearly completely ignored the rest. Like, there was amazing comedy in the 1987 show, and there was amazing character development in the 2003 show, and there was really good fight scenes in the 2007 uh, sorry in the 2012 and then there's the newest one which is completely animated rise of the tfnt which had it was more like an anime and it was incredibly choreographed and the art was amazing but i just don't like what they did with the characters
1: I, I'm, I'm 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 sorry man I, d- I don't know any of you just. I know that's okay that's I, okay i don't know any of them the only one that i remember and I really, really enjoyed. And I actually thought it was very well done because I watched it recently again. I feel like the character development was done really well. It was kind of, it had a Batman the Red Hood vibes. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a movie. And Probably the
0: 2007
1: it, movie. I feel like it might have come out then because I watched it when I was really young and I watched it recently as well.
0: Was and, it Raphael in like a biker outfit? He was a vigilante. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, thought that that movie there was an absolute banger of a movie. Yeah. Was it banger. It,
0: well. it was, it was Just, really, really good. The only thing, though, I'd say the action sequences weren't great and the turtles weren't given enough time to actually be turtles because it was more kind of like... Oh, they, they focused more on the ninja turtle part of it, not the teenage mutant part of it, which is equal. Yeah, yeah. It's equally as important. They're teenagers. It is, but they, they, well, kind, they well. kind of they What's are muted, so they must the storyline. They must feel like they don't fit in. They must feel like they're not part of the world. They are yeah. ninjas, so there needs to be cool action sequences. And they are turtles, yeah. which needs to be the comic relief part of it. Because why the fuck are they turtles? <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, I could make this so good, hoodie. I could make <laughs> it so good. You don't understand. This is um... a new story
1: what comic book line would you turn into the movie? Like, What comic book um, uh, storyline would you turn into the movie?
0: There's a lot. Um, to be honest, I think I'd probably, I'd probably branch out and try and make my own storyline and I would borrow different parts from kind of all of them. But I think right. one of the coolest ones I've ever seen is, I can't remember the name of it, but it takes place in the future and all of the turtles except Donatello have passed away and he does like this training regime because obviously he's a tech guy so he uses virtual reality to train. And he's like, give me a real challenge today. And so the, the AI like, gives him holograms of his three brothers and he has to fight them. It's only a one. It's literally like one comic book and then it's just a, like a done deal. But it's fucking cool. And at that the end, is, I never do that Yeah, it's dope, man.
1: Man, that's pretty fucking sick. Cool, like, so yeah, yours is uh, TMNT. Like okay so this is again very similar to what you were we were talking about earlier if you can make one book or movie into the reality that we, we live in today so you would be a part of it from start to finish um and you kind of just live a part of that world what would it be
0: isn't that the same question as if you could just live in the world of
1: a one of these books what would you no do? i didn't mean, make make like combine the modern reality that we have today with a series series. well
0: well, most of the books i like take place in the modern world
1: anyway i don't know the world that you live in right now with all of your friends and your parents and everything like everything would stay the same except the reality of the book would be your world
0: okay i I
1: get it now yeah so you know how like you have nathan that lives around the corner he would still live around the corner, just maybe in some fucking wooden house or some shit.
0: He already lives in a wooden house. He's African, man. Um,
1: I'm taking that one out.
0: <laughs> I'd, prob- I'd probably still stick to Percy Jackson because it would be... If I was to choose anything else, none of my friends would forgive me. There's no way okay. that Kieran would be able to go about his life knowing that as as stripped a... Uh, 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 God, a godly father from him if he's so upset
1: well I mean doesn't mean everyone's gonna hire. he might just be a, a, um, someone who doesn't have any powers
0: uh, that's his biggest
1: nightmare
0: <laughs> Kieran's honest to God biggest nightmare is that me and Nathan gets powers and he doesn't
1: do you know what the worst thing is I can really imagine that happening
0: yeah so can we <laughs> and me and Nathan have both said if Kieran gets powers We need to. We need to be rid of him. It's. It's the only just thing to do. We've got to take him out.
1: What would you like to be buried with?
0: Buried with.
1: Um. Oh.
0: Probably. Oh, what's a very very influential.
1: Oh. oh. Sorry, not just buried with. What book would you have it so that every single member of your family from. Today to the end of time, would you be buried with?
0: Um, it would have to be, it would have to be a book that, like, for future generations, if they were to ever like dig us up and find it, it would it would help them out somewhat. So mm. probably some kind of philosophical book. I don't and, know. And it's I don't, okay. okay How the in. books I've read. I I'm really not sure.
1: Man, I'd leave Probably him... Probably like, the Alchemist. I'd leave him, like, a jokes book or something.
0: Yeah, but so you're an arsehole. Just <laughs>
1: to fuck with him, man. Just to fuck with him. What's the funniest book you can leave?
0: A pop-up book. The <laughs> giant middle finger just pops out every time you open
1: it. <laughs> oh. I, I, just a packet... A uh, pack of cards. A pack of... A pack of... Wait.
0: Oh, where the fuck did I put it? Wait, I've got, I've got a book that I think that you'd really fucking enjoy and I'll bury that with me. I don't know where I put it. It's somewhere in this fucking room. It's like a it's a Marvel encyclopedia. Where the fuck is that book? That's gonna piss me off. Yeah, it's a Marvel a encyclopedia.
1: Marvel, a Marvel encyclopedia? Yeah. It's alright, bro. I got one right here in my brain.
0: Nah, this shit is different. It's so okay. it's it's like six hundred pages and every page is a new character or place or something like that. Mm, the bigger I characters. Yeah, the bigger characters that. get four to five pages like Spider Man or Black Panther. The
1: Why'd book? you get that
0: book? Okay, I bought it at Comic Con.
1: Oh shit. Which Comic
0: Con? I think my first one, which was in twenty fourteen. Yeah, but where? London.
1: Do you want to go to the next one?
0: Um,
1: yeah, we can like Yeah, sure. Man, that would be. I love that kind of shit. Have you never been to Comic Con? No, I thought it was just an American thing.
0: Oh no, there's, bro, it's everywhere. You can get there's a Manchester Comic Con, there's a London Comic Con, but the, the American, American ones are ones. different, though.
1: The American ones are fucking massive. I, I reckon the ones like that down in the UK are going to be a bit shit.
0: No, they're good. They are good. Okay. They're probably not okay. going to be nearly as good now that COVID's hit and everything. But um, mm. the ones I've been to in the MCM take place essentially in like um, not not quite abandoned, but old plane hangars. So mm. massive hangars that are built to, you know, to hold fucking planes and mm. they converted them. So now there's, they're just filled with like fuck tons of booths And stages and it's a three day event, so there's different you can meet people, you can get autographs from whoever the fuck you want, like the voice of Batman, it depends who's there. But yeah. yeah.
1: Man, that'd be so cool. When's the next one? Do you know?
0: No, because of Rogue, I have have no idea. Just keep in mind though, you're gonna wanna save up money because you're gonna see a lot of cool shit and you're gonna buy a lot of cool shit. The first time I went. I got robbed. <laughs> I walked in with money. I came out with none. I don't know what happened, but yeah. at least I had a lot. How of much shit.
1: would you recommend putting aside and stuff?
0: At least like 300 quid.
1: Oof. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But I I would actually go on because in the future, have you seen those um, on Instagram where they walk into like collection rooms and stuff? And just have a mad collection of everything. I'm gonna be one of those people in the future, man. I'm just, I just know that I'm gonna fucking, I, I just, I love the idea of of having a big collection room of all the Marvel stuff, Star Wars stuff, fucking all the the, like something like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to have. It's one of them, man.
0: Because uh, mm. of the estate agency job, I meet a lot of interesting people, and I right. should. I showed these people around uh, somebody's place because he was just about to move out, but he was packing mm. up all this stuff, so it was still everywhere, and there was action figures and books and just fucking everything, and he seemed like a lovely guy, but he was a weirdo because he was middle-aged, and the whole house fucking stunk. But I was like, no. I mean, I want to talk to you about stuff, but at the same time, you do kind of disgust me as a human being, so...
1: I'm gonna just do my job and get out of here. But Fair enough. because um, there's there's so many things that are coming out that I knew in like there are like seven different types of Batman. There are fucking a million and one different things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming out. So I just want to start building the thing now. So that way, by the time I'm like forty or fifty or whatever, and I have a bunch of kids and stuff, and there, and then we're collecting stuff from their age as well. So uh, it'll just be fun, man. I bring all the um, all the bitches over to see it. <laughs> what do you think?
0: <laughs>
1: they probably will
0: appreciate it as well if they're the same age as you, like 40, and then they're just like, "Oh, I remember when Black Panther came out. Yeah, that was awesome." And you start playing, like, you start playing. No, if
1: she, if someone said that to me to my face, man, I just break down and start crying. But alright, <laughs> be chatting.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, true. I think we should probably wrap this one up.
1: Can you close, please?
0: <laughs> Fuck it out,
1: okay, people.
0: This has been episode six. Three more than episode three. Two more than episode four. Um, we are now past the halfway mark of season one. Uh, of this podcast, we were planning to go to episode ten and then take a short break. Um, we are not sure what we're talking about. Next week, but this week, uh, we have discussed some of the events happening in the world, quite a lot of death in the world at the moment in terms of celebrities, so rest in peace to all those mentioned, as well as a deep dive into the world of books, all all of the good and bad of it, and the ever-changing art of it, and lastly, we did some shower thoughts um, about said books and some fantasy world, and (laughs) what we would do given the legal rights. Hoodie looks like he's ready to actually topple over and just start decomposing on the spot. So, any final words from yourself, Mr. Tariq?
1: Um, stay hungry, stay humble, um, and that's it. <laughs> Fuck it <yeah>. up. <laughs> you can when you start spouting some inspirational
0: shit like that, you know you're really feeling rough.
1: <laughs> stay strong.
0: And from um, myself, we'll see you next week. If you see any oh, kind of thing on the screen, so like, share, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Please do so. It does mean
1: a lot. And and um, sorry, final final words. I think uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson should be the next president of the United States.
0: All right, well, we'll finish on that. Cheers to 100 viewers. is. Wait.
1: Thank day. you very much for everybody who spent the time with us last week and um bless up.